0: Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business.
1: What is up, you guys? It is Parker here with the Makers Mean Business podcast. Y'all, today I've got our good friend, Roberto. Roberto. And we're going to be talking all about relationships and networking. Y'all, I can't stress enough how much networking has changed our business, honestly. Um, getting to know other players in the game or or people who are even playing a different game and are just playing it really well is really powerful. It helps you increase your connections. It helps you increase your level of of skills, of knowledge, of everything. It, I, I can't stress enough, honestly, how important it is to go out, meet people, friend people, network with people, and just kind of share share your wins and your losses together. So Roberto, you're here. Who are you? What do you do? Why
0: people should listen to you? Let's hear it. Uh, I'm here and people should listen to me because I'm awesome. And, <laughs> But uh, outside of my own personal opinion, uh, people should listen to me um, because for the past decade or so, we've been helping community leaders and business owners, coaches, consultants be able to fully leverage and maximize the power of their relationships and realize that relationships not only raise money, but relationships – make money, but it comes down to that first word relationships. You can make a lot of money with relationships or you can piss off a lot of people and then nobody ever really wants to hang out with you. And so what we found is that building relationships, whether it be sponsorship or affiliates or building a community at the end of the day, we all need a network of people. And, you know, we find that at work, you find that, you know, if any of you like go to church, you even find even within the church, like people have their Bible study groups or their potluck dinners. And so there's always ways that people are just like, hey, this is the group that we connect with. Why would that be any different in business? So that's what we love to help people do. Awesome. So let's say that some of our listeners don't even
1: know where to get started or or what the the point would be. What do you have to say to them maybe just to kind of... um open their eyes to the possibilities, or maybe just kind of give them a little a little kickstart on how to actually start building some relationships with people that they want to in terms of business relationships?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think relationships are all around us, whether we are intentional about them or not, and that it's about becoming more intentional about how we connect with people. So, for example, like let's say you have a kid or a grandkid and, you know, you ask the teacher, hey, what extra supplies do you need? Or is there a family who may not be able to go out and, you know, buy pencils or whatever this year and you're that parent or grandparent who buys extra school supplies for the classroom? Well, whether you realize it or not, you're building a relationship because people are getting to know you for something Whether that is for your generosity or for being a complete jerk, people are getting to know you for something. And so I think the first thing to begin to ask yourself is like, what do I want to be known as? And I don't even like y'all, I don't mean like like I make wreaths or I, I make the best bows or like I make the best cups. I mean like, do you want people to think that you're a decent human being? And if you are a decent human being, then how do you show up that way? So I'd say the first thing is to know what you want to be known for. Uh, And then the second thing I would say in terms of just starting out overall is to become intentional and say, where do I have to be to find more people that I can serve? And notice I didn't say find more people that I can sell. I said find more people that you can serve because just by serving people, you're naturally going to get business or get referrals when it starts with being intentional about being able to help other people you know as you get in the room with more people who run you know either six figure, multi six figure or seven or eight figure businesses what's really fascinating the fastest way to get some of those people's attention is just deliver value to them and so also show up delivering massive value for people
1: so i mean i'm going to i'm going to use this weekend as, as an example so we are at a mastermind together you're not here as an attendee you're here to help us out and to serve people so what What is like the, why do you do that, basically? Like, what is the point? Obviously, you're building a a relationship with us and the the people in the room. But I think it goes back to what you just said about, you know, finding people to serve. So what, like, kind of what's your mindset on on that kind of thing as an example?
0: Yeah, so, you know, the the mastermind's a a great example. Like you said, you know, we're not here being like, ooh, how many new customers can we get? It's really about, okay, cool. Like let's serve these people, give a extreme value to Damon and Parker's community because as we give more value to them, it, you know, in theory helps their people see like, hey, Damon and Parker have some really cool contacts. And yes, I just call myself cool that uh, that, that we can learn from and that when we're associated with Damon and Parker, we get to meet the other cool people that they know. And likewise, with my private clients that are outside of the makerspace, I'm also always saying, okay, hey. Who do they need to know? And so the more we show up, it's not always about just like, hey, can I make a dollar today? It's can I make the relationship because I may need somebody that needs somebody in this room later. And if I'm not delivering value and serving, I don't get to know those people, which means I can't even serve my own community. So it's not even about us sometimes. It's about how do we find other connections to help people even outside of ourselves? Excellent.
1: Yeah, I mean, so Roberto, you're you're definitely one of those people who you always know someone, like no matter where we go. And I, I think all of the listeners also probably have someone that they know that has a friend of a friend of a friend that they do this or X, Y, Z or whatever it is. But I, I just want to use that as an example. Again, you guys, if you know someone that does that in business, like the power of having those connections is you can do anything. You can get anything done because you know that person who knows that person who knows that person and you can solve so many more people's problems that way.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think that part of that comes from being curious. Like, I think that so many times it's like, well, I don't know X so I can't X. And that if we could be more childlike in that sense, you know, like kids are very curious, you know, um, by the way, don't do what I'm about to say. But, like, y'all probably all know the kid who was like, oh, there's a socket. Here's a paperclip. What does that do? Mm -hmm. And they do it once, and they're like, okay, that wasn't a good idea. But their curiosity is what led them to that. And so that if, as adults, we can be more childlike in some ways and just be like, hey, what if I met somebody? Or what if these two people met each other? And the more curious that we can be, then we take ourselves out of a box of saying this is the only way and really open up to even potential collaborations with each other or, you know, other ideas, because all of a sudden, if you say, what if, it doesn't have to be your idea. It's what can the combined effort create? Sure.
1: What, what are, like, what's maybe a relationship that you've built that may have been, um, and you don't have to use specific names or anything, but like, what is something you thought maybe it was farfetched or maybe it was just something unattainable and you just kind of realized, well, I could just do it or you just tried it and it worked out or, or something to that effect. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of our listeners might have someone that they want to reach out to or maybe um, start building a relationship with and they maybe think it's unattainable. So do you have any kind of suggestions or feedback or yeah, have you, you ever know, felt that way even?
0: Yeah, I feel like that all the time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a human being and I see things and I'm just like, oh, it'd be so cool too. And then I'm just like, yeah, but who are you? Like, your Facebook page has like a thousand people and they have like a million. Who are you to, Whatever. And then I just remember it's like, you know what? Like, I'm a human being too. And they're a human being. And at the end of the day, we both ideally put on our pants one leg at a time. And, you know, there's been good and bad. So like to share something bad, because I think that people don't talk about that enough is I hired a mentor one time because they were literally, hey, like the best person to go to for something that I was wanting to do. And I thought it was gonna be amazing. And I had them come speak at one of our events. And at our live event, um, we were making an invitation into a program that we have. And like, I was all excited. That was people, supposedly, it looked like investing into this program. And then one of our team members came to me later and they said, hey, you know, you call this person your mentor, but why were they at the back table telling people not to buy your program because they taught you everything you know and then giving them a free ticket to her event? And listen, that was a rough one because I'd worked with this person for like a year and a half and invested so much into it. But what it made me realize too is is crappy of a situation that was, I remembered all the people that I met through that one relationship. And so sometimes it's not even just the person that we meet. It's the people that we meet around them because of that. And so that, was, that sucked. But out of that relationship came a contact with a vice president of business development at Disney that would have never happened had there not been that crappy right. situation. And I think another one that truly like, y'all just be a stalker, but be a low key stalker, okay? Like don't get a restraining order is you know my attorney to this day i met in 2015 at a networking event and you know she sent me a message about two weeks later I was like hey let's have lunch and my first thought was why does an attorney want to have lunch like they don't ever do anything for free unless it's a billable hour and i was just like mm, like i don't need an attorney right now and she's like i know i just like want to get to know you and five years later she has become our business's attorney we've sent her countless referrals, she sends us referrals, but it happened from her curiosity as a desire, right, as an attorney to be like, hey, I wanna know other people in the business space that aren't necessarily gonna be clients, but that I can like actually have friends because I'm a single mom and being a business owner, as y'all know, can be rough sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, I just wanna meet some more friends that live in the local area, and it's turned into a five-year friendship and now business relationship. And so I think there's, you know, kind of both sides there.
1: Honestly, everything you just said it reminds me of it, it i boiled it down to one thing that i really remember from i think it was the first event that we met you at in person and you said how building whether it be a, a potential partnership or any kind of relationship is just like a real like a dating relationship it's not um you know on the first date you don't propose it's kind of situation where it's it's, it's it's not a good idea i mean like, i'm sure some it's not i'm sure it happens but, in vegas um but you know what i mean like that that whole process of courting them and getting to know them and kind of just taking playing the long game mm-hmm. uh, i think it's really important when when building networks and relationships like that
0: y'all and there's nothing wrong with a one night stand but at some point you're going to have a long term relationship like let's just you know keep it real like but like in business like you want those long term relationships because if you go out and you're just like hi i'd like to do business once like people aren't going to take you as serious. And so when you go out, like, get to know the people, you know, figure out what works, figure out what, what doesn't work. Like you said, in a relationship, like, y'all, I don't know about y'all, but, like, me and my partner, like, we have conversations sometimes that sometimes don't have the nicest words, and it's because we're trying to figure something out. And so it's the same in business. But, like, be open to that. I think that so many people going into any type of business relationship and i think even in their personal relationships too are just like it's got to be my way or it's not right and you know going back to something we said earlier today when we can say what if or hear somebody else's perspective it can lead to opportunities that didn't exist so you know like you mentioned we're here at this mastermind this week you know if we go back to even as something as simple as is walt disney You know, Walt Disney built this, drew this character called Oswald, and at that point, Walt Disney didn't have much legal representation. Now, y'all, y'all don't try to mess with Disney. Don't be selling their stuff. They're going to find you, but here's the thing, right, is he didn't protect it. Universal took, because they got the rights to Oswald, and then all of a sudden, the Walt Disney company could not use his signature character, but out of that horrible experience ended up coming one of the best things in the world because on that train ride with him and his wife he drew this lovely character that was going to be called mortimer the mouse and his wife looked at it and said like nobody's going to love a mouse called mortimer and all these years later we have mickey mouse from a relationship that went sour came something great but if he'd never had the relationship in the first place and put himself out there we wouldn't have the Walt Disney Company as it is today, and y'all wouldn't be buying all those Mickey Mouse ears.
1: So just to circle back a little bit to, to what we talked about earlier, you mentioned know what you were known for or identify what you want to be known for. What, do you have any other quick, easy wins for, for people who want to start, maybe they have a crush on someone that they want to start that, that initial first
0: contact with?
1: What do, you, what do you suggest to those people that want to kind of start a relationship or, or build a network with someone?
0: Yeah, So I like to equate relationship building, whether that be for collaborations or partnerships or like any type of business thing to a potluck dinner. And if you've ever had a potluck dinner, whether it be you know at your church or at your office or at your school, what you know is you know the date of it, right? And so you already know what you're bringing. So the first thing you know is there's a potluck dinner. So in business, you already know there's a networking event, there's a virtual event, there's a Zoom, right? So you know what the event is. The second thing you know is what you bring. For some of y'all, that may be banana pudding. If you're like my mom, you're the person that brings the plates and the cups and the napkins. For some of y'all, y'all might go bring the pop. Like, you know what you take. And so it's the same in business. It's like, know what you bring to the table. You know, do you bring your skill set as a maker? Do you bring your skill set as an accountant or as an attorney? So know what you actually bring to the table. The second thing I would say with that, or third really, is What is it that you want from the table? So are you looking for more customers or are you looking for suppliers? Are you looking for an attorney? Are you looking for someone that, you know, has access into another room that you don't have access to? So very much like the potluck, you could say, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to like Emily's potato salad. You know what it is that you're going to get from that table. And then the last question is part of that is, well, if I know what's at the table if i know what's bringing to the table i know what i want from the table then ultimately who has that table and so get involved in those communities get involved in those groups and those networks that may be a chamber of commerce it might be you know one of damon and parker's coaching groups uh their creative coaching their business coaching it may be their mastermind or another mastermind in a field that you're looking for and then the last part of that is like don't be the jerk that only shows up with the to-go box like y'all know that person that all they come is like, like before they even serve themselves, they've got like two plates and like Ziploc bags in their purse already before they even serve themselves. The first person. So like, just don't be that jerk that just shows up to always take something, but know what you bring to the table, but because you're bringing also know what you want as well. That's good stuff. Roberto, I've got two more
1: things to ask you and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. The first thing is where can people learn more about you or find you, or I know you don't, you don't, really like social media, but where, where can people
0: find you? You can find me in the depths of the ocean. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Y'all can find me over at RobertoCandelaria.com or like the link that Parker has here. Um, Also uh, Warren and I have a Facebook group, community growth and profits, because we believe that you should not only grow your community, but you should grow your profits as well.
1: Last thing, Roberto, it's, it's our signature question. And honestly, I think it applies to everyone. We ask people, what does being a maker mean to you? And, in this specific instance it's not you don't make a physical product but you know you you've built a business you are creative you use different you you make things you make relationships you make networks happen you make connections happen what does being a maker mean to you
0: I think being a maker is the opportunity to create not only for yourself but for others to be able to create opportunities and you know it was a very Simple yet powerful example for me was, you know, in 2015, my father was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so being a maker was the opportunity to create an opportunity and find ways to build a business that allowed my father to pretty much like maintain his dignity for as long as possible without being in a nursing home. Mm. And so being a maker is the opportunity to build the life that you want, not even just for you, but for others and what you can do for others. And that's what I really love about it. It's awesome, Maria
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got you're a busy guy, so I appreciate the time to, uh, you know, interview and talk and, and share some of your knowledge. I appreciate it so much. I know Damon does too. Uh, you guys, if you are interested in the Makers Mean Business podcast, make sure you subscribe at makersmeanbusiness.com or anywhere you get your podcast. And I'll see you on next time.